Ibuaje is Director General of the Ghana Health Service, who spoke on the business edition of PM Express. Now, small businesses are said to be the hardest hit as the coronavirus has affected several countries worldwide. Data from the Registrar General's department suggests they account for a chunk of businesses registered in the country. So how are they managing in these times and how will this 600 million city stimulus package from government help turn things around? Well, I have more in today's Business Journal. Providing catering services for as many as 10 events in a month was a good deal for Maria Mabubakar. Cooking lunch for several organizations was the order of the day. Unfortunately, this has all changed because of COVID-19. With her business located in Accra, the restriction of movements and ban on large gatherings meant a nosedive in demand. Since the ban on um, social gatherings, there hasn't been any orders coming in from events. There hasn't been. I think the first week of the shutdown, even the offices, most of them were practicing social distancing. So we had half of the number we used to cook for until the partial shutdown was announced. So the office is currently not working. So that means I am not in business. With profits reducing, Mariama was forced to let go of 80% of her staff. I have two permanent staff and I have three contractors. As I'm speaking with you, I'm able to just keep one person with me um, because we have to re-strategize into um, looking at small family packages. The story of Mariama is just one out of thousands of similar ones of entrepreneurs affected by the COVID-19 outbreak. Our business, because we are in the fashion industry, more like um, we are not part of the... Gideon Denjo is a shoemaker, um, has also been hit by the pandemic. Unlike Mariama, Gideon does not provide an essential service, and this has brought his business to a standstill. We don't really have reserves to tap into like the big companies, so it's going to be very difficult for us to say, okay, we are going to pay them after maybe two months. After two months, it might be difficult for us to pay employees. I think I called some of my workers, I think two days ago, that should they need money, they should let me know because uh, it, it's not their fault that they aren't working. Being a CEO of a young fashion brand, Gideon tells me that he cannot continue to pay his staff should this go on for the next two months. The only thing we do now is to take online orders and just wait for the coronavirus to or this lockdown to be over so that we could deliver. So at the moment, we are not selling. Who are you going to sell to and who is going to wear a shoe and to where? A recent survey by the National Board for Small Scale Industries, NBSSI, showed that out of 800 responses, about 50% said they were likely, said they are likely to lay off their staff. With SMEs accounting for 92% of businesses in Ghana, this may spell doom for the nation's economy. As a way of support for SMEs, government is said to roll out a 600 million soft loan scheme. The loan scheme is expected to have a one-year moratorium and two-year repayment period. The president mentioned that it will be working hand-in-hand with the NBSSI and other associations to make the money accessible. This meant good news for businesses. Well, it's a, it's a good it's a good initiative. I think it's because a lot of businesses now are going to be impacted financially. It's a very proactive initiative. It's very thoughtful on his part to have considered small scale businesses like mine. However, there is a concern by SMEs who are not registered under any of such organizations, particularly the NBSSI. 
Will they be turned down from benefiting? There are a lot of small skills out there that did not even know that such an office does exist. So it means those of us who are not registered under them, you can't go to the office to even have access to the funds. Just want to know the modalities they are going to use. As of now, I don't really know. There is a risk that those of us or those businesses that not registered with the MBSSI might be left out if fully MBSSI is going to be engaged. I was supposed to register some time back. They were bringing me form. Something happened. In fact, it's a long story. The banking sector is also pleasure support in these trying times. President of the Association of Bankers Ghana, Ahasan and Danny says they will do their best to ensure that the SMEs are supported in assessing loans. With this kind of situation that is coming, your hospitality industries will be hard hit. So what do you do in order to rearrange your, your banking relationships with them to get them over the hump? Yeah, all those cautions are there. For now, the challenged businesses would have to turn to banks, a choice which may not be favorable for all, or rather, wait for government's clear-cut plan on how the fund will be made available to them. Even so, it may not be enough guarantee that most SNEs will survive this war against the coronavirus. For Joy Business, Karin Dodo. And on that note, we end the Joy Business Report, which came to you from our studios here at Kokum Nimli. My name is Karin Dodu. Many thanks for your time. As we continue to fight COVID-19 together, EcoBank offers you several ways to stay home, stay safe, and take control of your finances. Use EcoBank Mobile whenever, wherever, with or without an EcoBank account to send money through SMS and email. Also buy airtime, pay bills, and much more from the comfort of your home. For high-value transactions, use our internet banking services. EcoBank QR code enables you to make cashless digital payments when paying for goods and services. Download the EcoBank Mobile today from the Google Play Store, App Store, or from our Facebook page. Additionally, dial the short code star 770 hash from any phone and start transacting. EcoBank cares. Remember to observe social distancing, wash your hands frequently, and don't touch your face. For further assistance, kindly call EcoBank Contact Center on 3225 anytime, any day. Toll free. Stay home, stay safe. EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank.
He's just absolutely ripped it up. The best in Salah is probably better than even Mo Salah thought it was. It's another goal for Mo Salah! Back in Egypt. He's just huge. Beckham with faith. The bloke cannot help himself right now! That's nice, isn't it? How composed is that? He's more influential than the president of Egypt. Chelsea grew the fact that they don't have Mo Salah. It's a bit like Messi when he gets it and you're kind of sitting on the edge of your feet. A lot of people say he's not good enough for the Premier League. I have to come back to prove them wrong. He loves and breathes and eats football and goal scoring. He's exceeded everyone's expectations. He's been absolutely fantastic. And all of a sudden, bang, gets the goal out of nowhere. The full-time whistle. That's it. Kiev, here they come. Liverpool are into the Champions League final for the eighth time in club history. On Saturday, Liverpool will play their last game of the season in the biggest club final of them all. Their inspiration has been a man who's put hardship, doubt and rejection behind him and developed a genuine love affair with the city, a team and its supporters. I think Liverpool are on the brink of something special. But you always need that one person in your squad who's got the tools to get them special goals that change big games. We weren't expecting it. But I think at the end of the day, to get the final Champions League is a great feat in itself. But now you're there, you might as well win it. I'm not overly surprised that Liverpool have been so successful in the Champions League this season because if you look at them, they're very much a, a knockout side. They're very dynamic. And I think that suits obviously Mo Salah. I think this team has got exactly what it takes to win a Champions League. So much of that is down to Mo Salah. I think he's lifted everyone to new levels. He's made everyone believe that anything is possible. Yo, they're living the dream. And Mo Salah looks like he knows he's living the dream. That's a brilliant thing to see. The man Liverpool fans call the Egyptian King has had an astonishing season, scoring 44 goals in 51 games, scooping all the major individual awards along the way. And the winner, first player of the year, 2018, is Mohamed Salah of Liverpool and Egypt. We had a top player. He was amazing in training, amazing in the pre-season games, um, and really he's just continued that form throughout the season, and, and he's been fantastic on and off the field. My personal thing is to win something with the team. I always think about the team. I don't think about myself. The way we play is very nice for me. Mo Salah's journey to the Premier League Golden Boot winner is a story of talent, hard work and an acceptance there'll be setbacks on the way to fame. 80 miles northwest of Cairo is where it all began.
قريه نجريج زي زي قريه في مصر يعني قريه ريفيه فيها طبعا موظفين وفيها فلاحين وفيها ستات بيوت وفيها اطفال زي قريه Growing up in a modest home, Salah, the eldest of four children, was encouraged to play football at an early age. أبو كان لعيب كان مدافع في جربي وراح به أكثر من مكان عشان عشان محمد ينجح في النهاية يعني. Age 14, Salah was picked up by an Egyptian Premier League club in Cairo. Sacrifices had to be made for him to fulfill his potential. He went to school in the morning at 7 a.m. and he spent only two hours in school. Then he had to travel for four and a half hours all the way to Cairo to play and then travel four and a half hours back to his village. And then the cycle continues five times in a week. <laughs> كنا بنتعب قوي كنا بنروح نركب من رمسيس فكنا عشان نركب من العدد اللي موجود على الارض كان ساعات بحط له الشنطه وبنط من الشباك عشان يحجز لنا مكان يعني من الحاشا نروح وكان عنده ميزه اللي هو سريع جدا يعني هو ميزته يعني كان يعني هو كان يعتبر يعني الناس اسرع الناس في الفرقه فكان بدايته معانا كان باكليف وخرجنا فيرود ولعبنا محمد صلاح قدام كان بياخد ثلاثة أربعة كان بيجري بيهم وساعتها كسبنا في الماتش ده. سالا knew he'd have to leave Egypt for Europe. The move came in 2010, not to one of football's hotbeds, but a rather more low-key setting in Switzerland. It wasn't easy for him in Switzerland at the beginning. There was language barrier. There was obviously the weather situations. The food, Egyptian food is totally different from Swiss food. He had to adapt to that. I definitely saw him a couple of games against Chelsea in Europe. I remember my intro was Bala, a decent team with one outstanding player in Mo Salah. Ganz ehrlich, also his habit of scoring goals against English teams in Europe alerted Premier League clubs and soon London was calling the 21 year old I was pretty quiet uh, personality-wise when he joined and I, I, looking back I guess it was quite difficult for him because we had a really strong sort of charismatic dressing room you know some big names and big personalities and uh, he signed from a relatively small club um, in European terms from Basel it was probably looking back very early from him in his, his development to sort of take on that kind of uh, dressing room which probably would have been a bit daunting for him he just never really found his feet he was a little bit erratic. He looked like the first moment something went wrong, his confidence went through the floor. Um, and, you know, he was amongst big names, big characters, players with huge reputations at Stamford Bridge. And he just, he, he, he looked at, at times like a little boy lost. A lot of people have this misconception that if you go to one club three, four, five years ago, and I don't want to say you fail, but you don't necessarily make it back then. People just think, oh, what's happened? But most of the time it's because the, the, the young boys and they're living in foreign countries and they struggle at times.
and then they need a couple of years to go away for them to grow as, as people, as players, to get experience. He was a kid when he came to Chelsea, so in Chelsea had a squad that was un uh, unbelievable, so it was really difficult. Kevin De Bruyne didn't play in that squad, that, that says a lot, and I think we all agree that um, Jose Mourinho is a fantastic manager, so it's not, sometimes things are like that. It's very hard to criticise Chelsea because with hindsight things are very easy. People were trying to use it as a stick to beat them with because at the time it was a lot of competition for places and um, and a lot of players are worth their salts in terms of Mo Salah, in terms of Kevin De Bruyne are hungry, they want to play and they, they took those decisions themselves which I think is more more credit to them than uh, discredit to Chelsea. In search of regular first-team football, Salah opted to go on loan to Fiorentina in Italy. He made an instant impact. I would say Salah is recognised as one of the best pieces of business in a January transfer window in a long, long time in Italy. Fiorentina were doing everything, really, to lock that deal down on a permanent basis. Um, and in the end, were bitterly frustrated that they got gazumped by Roma. And the move to the Italian capital proved to be the catalyst for Salah's career. He seemed to really hit it off, um, not only with the manager, but also with uh, his teammates. Salah's form in his first season for Roma, he was the top scorer with 15 goals and was voted player of the season. Led to the club, signing on a permanent deal from Chelsea. I'd seen him a few times for Roma and I liked him. I traditionally thought he was more of a winger than, than a goal scorer that, that he's turned into. After two successful seasons in Rome, the desire to prove himself back in England was too strong to resist. Whether at home or overseas, the Egyptian community is football crazy. And having produced the world's newest star is a matter of pride and influence. I used to support Chelsea, but after Salah came, uh, I started to support Liverpool. <laughs> He's our angel, actually. For me personally, I wasn't one day um, interested in any games or any footballs. But since he's been part of it, I'm enjoying it any single minute. We pray for him always and we wish him a good luck and good life and God bless him. He makes us all proud. Everyone proud of him. He's a very humble guy, very genuine guy. He's real. He's not fake. God bless him and go on Salah. I love Mohammed Salah. But nowhere in the world would you find a greater love for Mo Salah than in Liverpool. At the start of this season, he left Italy behind for what he felt was unfinished business in English football. I think Liverpool were excited about him, but they didn't really know what they were getting. You wondered how he would handle the physicality of the, of the Premier League. You know how much, how much you know the slower pace of Italian football had, had maybe suited him. There's the money shot. This is Anfield. Very iconic. Hopefully, it brings us some good luck. Fingers crossed. When we signed Mo Salah in the summer, we thought we were getting a player who'd scored a few goals, who'd add pace to the side, but it'd be. 
you know, essentially another attacking option for us. What we've got instead is a superstar. I give it a touch bomb, yeah, bomb, too short. We went to Italy, it was outstanding. It's all about the potential, it's about the skills when you see it, and then even more needs the right circumstances. So this club gave him the right circumstances, now, now he can, can deliver. I had two great seasons in Rome, but I said to myself, everyone was telling me, no, don't come back. But when I left Chelsea, I said many times, it's what, it was always in my mind to come back. Yeah, I think he had a good season with Roma. He didn't score lots of goals. He, he made a lot. So you're thinking, is he coming as a, an assist player or a goal scorer? So I would imagine it was a bit of a gamble. I don't think Liverpool's recruitment's seen it as a gamble. You've just got to praise Jürgen Klopp and the recruitment team because although everyone else was like, wow, 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 I don't think they were. They must have knew paying £39 million what they were going to get. Now, for the last 15, 20 years, I think we've been very poor in the transfer market, you know, and, and they've, fished, they've fished a few good players out lately, you know, since Klopp's arrival. You know, we're in good hands. This was before the Neymar transfer changed everything. Uh, when all of a sudden 40, 50 million euros looked cheap. At the time, it wasn't. There wasn't really any, anyone else battling Liverpool for a signature. And you know, when you think now of the prices in the transfer market, to get Salah for £36.9 million has to be the best piece of business in Liverpool's history. I think he's developed as a player because of the players around him and also because Jürgen's moved to more central. I feel like he represents the team that Klopp has put together and in a way the dream that Klopp sold us and the way that Klopp tries to play and wants the players to play. The system of play clearly suits Mo Salah. The style of Klopp's football, uh, the high press has suited him and they attack so quickly. Um, so there's no question that Klopp's brought out uh, the best in Salah. He's just picked people out of the transfer market that basically suits his system. Good people, hungry players. The relationship between player and coach right now looks super strong to me. He's nailed it. I think Klopp's got the best tactically out of Mo Salah by basically saying attack. And Europe provided the perfect stage for those attacking instincts. The return of the Champions League has created the usual buzz. Liverpool back in a competition they've had so much success in down the years. They're a lot stronger than people think who watch him. You know, he's got that low sense of gravity where he's got big quads and he's got, you know, big glutes. Salah's done well to win it back and then the deflected shot. Liverpool go by because they lead at Anfield. Speaker's skill is always going in behind. That's his skill and that's completely natural. Mohamed Salah, three and counting. The bridge that he's built with the fans has been built on the fact that, that you can see the smile on his face, he's enjoying it. It's always a threat for the opponent, so it helps other players to perform better. He's just someone who's really brought them to life um, with his goals, his personalities, always smiling. He's a special player, he's fantastic for the team. Yeah, and long may continue as well. He's a little bit like Georgie Bestish, Messi-ish. Firmino waiting, Salah's in there as well. Firmino! What a finish! He found himself part of a fantastic trio of uh, front players with Firmino and uh, Mane. So it's not all on him. He can actually trust in the fact that he's got two other great players doing it with him. Liverpool's front three, the, the great thing about them is that they all seem as happy to lay on a goal and to score a goal. Here's Salah's opportunity, by some time and stops it away. It's lucky seven for Liverpool. Yeah, we 
can all go on now, no Salah scores. Probably the best front three that we've seen since Messi, Suarez, Neymar. Originally, it was an attacking fab four for Liverpool, but one member was determined to break up the group. I would have loved to, to keep him, but it was no chance. It's Salah, and now Firmino with Liverpool in, and Felipe Coutinho, that's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. The saga of Coutinho's protracted move to Barcelona left centre stage free. Very dominant person leaves. There's a space, and Alice can step in. When Coutinho left, you, there was question marks about them all, but they really clicked into gear. So Phil could make his dream move, and we could carry on. That's what we did. It is knockout now, exclusively heavyweight, but Liverpool carry a punch, and in their moment, on their night, they can land that punch on anyone. Porto was the one. Porto away. I expected Liverpool to win, but I didn't expect them to win the way they did. James Milner, always oh, rattled the post, and Salah two. Well, that was nice, wasn't it? Away from home to win that impressively, and to effectively see yourself through after one game, they really clicked into gear that night. Salah's at full tilt, and so is Roberto Firmino. It's come back to Mane. It's three 0 Liverpool. To go to the place at Porto, which is uh, I played there, it's one of the most difficult atmospheres and grounds to play in Europe and they dismantled them. And Mane, brilliant! He has flushed it in for five! That's one of the best performances I've seen from Liverpool away from home. Counter-attacking football at its very, very best. Porto very rarely get beat at home in the jab, never mind 5-0. That's when I knew we could get to the final and possibly win it. It was absolutely majestic. And Liverpool's name goes forward into the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Mo Salah's superstar status is newfound over here, but back home, his progress has been closely followed for years. And his status as a national hero was confirmed last October. Equaliser three minutes from time threatened to ruin Egypt's World Cup dream. But Salah refused to give up. A penalty was awarded deep into injury time. And Salah secured Egypt's place at the World Cup for the first time in 28 years. All over Egypt, you can't escape Salah's image. His commercial appeal is huge. And such is his popularity, a million Egyptians spoilt their ballot papers in the presidential election by voting for Salah. I mean, it's beckoned with faith in terms of an impact on a nation, which has got 
economic issues, political issues, religious issues, we know all about that. And I think Mo Salah just rises above all that. If there was an election tomorrow and he said for Prime Minister, he'd win in a landslide. Despite relocating to Europe, ties to his village remain strong. His wife is from the area he grew up in and he returns home every year. He's not just your odd or average footballer who has gone wealthy and has got fame. He thinks about the ordinary man. He thinks that to become a better nation, everybody has to be given equal opportunity. And that's what Mo Salah is. وصل لمرحلة العالمية وأكيد أهل البلد فخورين بي جدا يعني بقى مصدر فخر ومصدر سعادة بالنسبة لنا كلنا فأنت دلوقتي بتزرعي للعيب اللي هو لسه صغير إن إزاي يبقى محمد صلاح I'm in right now is England's first mosque. This mosque was established by Sheikh Abdullah Kuliam and he opened this mosque on uh, 25th of December 1889. It's a gem uh, for the, the British uh, Isles because Islam started here. Um, it brought together more and more young people visiting mosques and attending Friday prayers just for the fact that most Allah's going. Moe has brought together children of all faiths, groups, colour, and we are all proud of him. He's a formidable figure in British football, and he's also a formidable figure playing a vital role in the communities. He's an absolute positive role model for the Muslim and non-Muslim community here in the UK and around the world. It's fantastic to have him around. He's Muslim and he is doing all the things what Muslims are doing before a game, washing procedures and stuff like that. So we, we come a minute or two minutes earlier in the dressing room that he can be ready for the game. Like Sadio, by the way, like Emre Chan, by the way, they all do that. And one of the many fan chants about Salah has gone viral. The chant also says, uh, I want to be sitting where he's sitting, and he's sitting in a mosque, then that's where I want to be. And I think that's resonated not only with the non-Muslim community, but also with the Muslim community. It brings fun to our lives. It brings positive images of everything that's in Islam, in games, and in people. We're seeing an individual who leads his life the right way. He goes back to his family. He doesn't drink. You don't see him falling out of nightclubs. He's a fantastic role model, you know, whatever your religious faith. He has changed the perception of some of the negative belief that people have about the Islamic faith. This is the model that we're looking forward for whole of Britain, really. People like him who can bring us all together. I think Mo has given us a gift that we will not forget.
Liverpool entered the last eight of the Champions League unbeaten, but a far sterner test was predicted as the runaway Premier League leaders came to Anfield. I think Liverpool were the one team that probably Manchester City wouldn't have wanted to face. This game promises so much, it can't disappoint, can it? Impossible. <laughs> I mean, with, with two forward lines that we're going to see on show tonight, we expect goals. Anfield that night was an absolute fever pitch. Given the fact that Man City was so far clear in the league, you'd have thought that City would be massive favourites, but I don't think any of us really saw it that way. The Battle of Britain is on in the Champions League. It's the last night. How new he had to play the part. We've done it time and time again. And I've seen teams come to Anfield and quake in the boots. I really have. I've never seen someone who's so calm in front of goal. Um, he almost doesn't get excited in front of goal. He actually, he actually goes the way. When we started getting at them and the crowd was getting them, they collapsed. But don't, don't they collapse? That first 45 minutes, Liverpool was so forceful, so dynamic, so dominant. It was like a whirlwind, wasn't it? And it does irritate fans of other clubs when we in the media or Liverpool fans go on about special nights at Anfield. But we go on about it and it's a cliche because it's true. You know, we, we all like to talk about how going into the next game it can change. But really, two Premier League teams, if one's leading 3-0, they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't lose 3 or 4-0 in, in the next game. what could be quite a night here at the Etihad it's advantage Liverpool after a brilliant first leg performance at Anfield can City pull off their greatest ever European comeback here's a chance for Sterling to run and he can tee up Jesus and that's the start they wanted and I think for Liverpool fans though I think the most important goal that he scored was the goal that he scored at Manchester City at the time Liverpool were 1-0 down under the cost they were, they were struggling but you know Man City was still very much in the game Oxlade-Chamberlain, now Salah, here's Sadio Mane, he's in here for Liverpool, was he touched? No, Salah can pick up the pieces and score, it's an away goal, and Liverpool's grip on the tie is strengthened now. Like most good centre forwards who score goals, very calculated at times, know when to strike, know when to have another touch or a feint, and um, never ever panic. Someone other than Mo Salah just blasted it over the bar. It was just a lovely little thing. That's a mistake. Liverpool looking to profit. In they go. And it's in. And that's surely the goal now. Scored by Roberto Firmino to take Liverpool through to the semi-finals of the Champions League. Manchester City most probably have the strongest squad than Liverpool. But 11 v 11, Liverpool can beat them. Another evening, another awards ceremony for Mohamed Salah. After winning the Players' Player of the Year, 
and the Liverpool Player of the Year, he arrived in London to receive the award from the journalists, for whom he provided copy all season. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage your Footballer of the Year for 2018, Mo Salah. I voted for him as FWA Footballer of the Year for, for two reasons. First, obviously, the way he packs out stadiums, the way he gets fans on the edge of their seats, standing, singing his name. But I think also for what he stands for as an individual, the, the humility. I just think there's a class about the man. What does it mean to you to win this award? I'm always happy when I feel I achieve something, I get award, so I work hard for that. I always want to help my team, so I'm always happy to win award. <laughs> to be honest, the players, they have uh, the quality is unbelievable, and I'm very proud to, to be part of the team and to play with them. He performs, and you say that about the very best players, the Messis, the Ronaldos. Listen, I'm not actually making a comparison directly with them, but in terms of what he does, he influences games, and um, he makes an impact. In very many ways, Salah reminds me of Kenny Dalglish. Dalglish! Oh, what a goal! The fundamental memory for me of Kenny Dalglish was the look on his face when he scored, the, the smile, you know, as wide as the Mersey. And Salah, you can just see that he loves the experience of doing well. Liverpool's a football club which, which wants heroes because of, I think, the lack of success of the team. They can't put all their hopes and dreams into, into one player. He's become a symbol of Klopp's Liverpool. From the media, it's praise and respect. From the Liverpool fans, it's pure adoration. He's just been unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've never seen a player like Salah. He, he takes about three or four defenders with him every time. He scores so many goals, he's the Egyptian king. The fans don't just look at the player, I think they look at the person as well. Thank you, Mo Salah. You play alongside very good players, you know, the quality is different for each one. Uh, it makes it easy for me, and, um, you know, I'm very happy and pleased to play alongside them. He doesn't do many interviews and he doesn't speak much and I think they, they like that. They like the fact that, you know, he just goes and, and does his talking on the pitch. He's just had the ground running. It's great to get a sign and it just comes in and, and is great immediately. He's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Fantastic. What, what we need is... What we need just is... They've taken him to their hearts, I think. You know, they love the way that, um, you know, he gives everything for the shirt. He brings the team together. He's a... Uh, he finishes the team off, the pinnacle of the team. He's just seen that as The Egyptian king. Yeah. With that shadow of a doubt. The best. Sadio Mane is not going to do it. He's going all the way. He's going all the way. He wants to score. What a goal! Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! You know, it's amazing um, how he's been, and that's what the supporters love. You know, they love someone like that. You know, he can just walk around town and everything. You know, he walks, in, he walks into a chippy. <laughs> His personality as well is really kind of endeared into Liverpool fans. He's a hard worker, which is important to Liverpool because Liverpool is a city which really believes in community. Mo Salah really embraces that. You want the person on the pitch to care as much as you do. 
And he does, you can see it, the work he puts in, it's not just about the goals. Mace's journey that he was on in Egypt and hearing about all the, um, the time that it took him to get to training, the incredible efforts that he went to, very much fits, I think, with the mould of players that we like. I don't think that we really appreciate people if we think that they've maybe had it easy. And Mace definitely not had it easy. There's been lots of songs for him already because um, the fans love him, so lots of different ones. But I just love the James one and Mo Salah, Mo Salah, running down the wing. It's a very catchy song, and you know, it's endearing, you know, which a song that'll always be remembered in folklore, you know, where Liverpool fans are concerned. and football go hand in hand. With Mo Salah, now one of the hottest properties in the world, it was time to face the team he'd left just eight months previously. Now semis, like the quarterfinal already, just an opportunity. Go out there and, and, and play football. There have been some memorable nights here at Anfield over the years. Will tonight be another one? I'm looking through the Liverpool starting 11. It's the biggest night of their careers so far, and they have to deliver. The eyes of the world were on him because it was his old team, because he was in really good form, because of the semi final. And, you know, he was there, he stepped up to deliver again, didn't he? Mo Salah goes for it again! first goal was completely out of the top draw in terms of ability and technique. I mean, you could have put three goalkeepers in there and would have saved it. He couldn't have got it any further into the top corner. The one after is almost just as good. He's through on goal, he's about to face one of the best keepers in the world in Allison. just goes back to the fact that he's so confident and he's so calm in front of goal. When he's clean through, you think, he's going to dink him and he's going to score. Mo Salah's in for Liverpool. And they're setting up. I just thought when they needed him most in the crunch situation, he absolutely rose to the occasion. Look at the space again for Salah. Off he goes. There's the ball. One of the most prominent journalists in, in Italian football said that, uh, you know, it was a horror movie. From the 25th minute to, what, the 68th, Liverpool were, were completely unplayable. And it goes from Milner, Van Dijk was in there, so was the leader. It's 5-0. Peter went to his old club that night, you know, two goals, two assists, um, yet again Liverpool's match winner. Pacheco scores! Coming in, it's a really important deflection, it's a penalty. Liverpool have just gone to sleep. And he scores, it's a second away goal for Roma. Liverpool 5, Roma 2.
Salah's stunning first leg performance had virtually guaranteed a place in the final. Back at his former home, his team just had to get the job done. But nothing with Liverpool is ever a formality. So out they come, 90 minutes from Kiev, Roma and Liverpool into the lion's den. And now Sadio Mane, here's the chance and there's the start and that's exactly what Liverpool wanted. El Shirawi and then the deflection, oh it's gone in. Wonderful here for Wijnaldum, it does fall for Wijnaldum and Liverpool get a second goal. Well, they were 2-1 up at half-time. That's 7-3 on aggregate. You know, the game should have been completely over. Danger for Liverpool. And then Edin Dzeko, and they get one back. There were a little few mistakes, and you could see panic had set in a, a few times in the defensive areas at Liverpool. 7-6 was never a true reflection of, of what we've seen over the two legs. That's it! The full-time whistle! Kiev, here they come! They weren't a fancy team at the beginning. No one in that dressing room could have told you that they'd been going to the Champions League final. No one was expecting it. But once you get a bit of momentum behind you, in, especially in tournament football, it can be hard to stop, and they are leaving proof of that. Liverpool are into the Champions League final for the eighth time in club history. With 44 goals in the season, Salah's exploits have been beyond what anyone predicted. But there's one record on Merseyside that might just elude him. It's Ian Rush, can he score his fourth? It looks as though he has. Yes, 5-0. Ian Rush's all-time tally of 47 goals in the season for Liverpool has stood for more than three decades. A hat-trick in Saturday's final would equal it. And Salah's composure in front of goal has led to comparisons with the heroes of the past. Records there to be broken, and it's always proud to have records and all that. But I look back now when I scored 47 goals, it was an absolutely amazing season. I walked out the pitch knowing I was going to score, not thinking I was going to score. And I'm sure Salah will be exactly the same. Onside, Ian Rush, 1 0 Liverpool, brilliant goal. Starting to watch Liverpool around six years of age, and all you heard on the radio on the telly was rush, 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 rush. Straight on. By Douglas to Rush. And it's in at last. I think we have to compare him to legends like Douglas and Rush. I think because of the number of goals that he scored. I, I, I don't often think statistics tell the story, but I think they do in this case. That you have to look at what he's achieved in his first season. You know, Mo deserves to be talked about in the same breath as he and Rush this season. Of course he does, but what you got to remember is Rush done it one year, the next year, the next year, the next year. It's swung in towards Rush and a very good ball too. Oh, that's superb finishing by Ian Rush. He does break it. Hopefully it's the winning goals in the Champions League final. Then I would be a happy man. He has the quality, he has this world-class experience already. And uh, when you look, Messi, Ronaldo, it's more Salah, you know. He deserves to be at the top three. It's one of the more important game in our career and uh, of course it will be not easy because we know they they have experience and uh, we respect them a lot but we're gonna go there and try to win the game very exciting journey so far and um, now we want to bring it to a best possible end we have a chance and that's why i think let's give it a try takes his goals alan kennedy and he goes on and he's 
what Liverpool have is they have that fearlessness. There are no expectations on them. They've had a great run, great momentum, and they've got three players in attacking positions that can hurt you. If they can win the Champions League, I think it gives everyone belief. And I think if they sign maybe one or two more players, I think you're looking at the Premier League next year. I want Liverpool to win. <laughs> That's really one of our main aims and we'll be eagerly watching that match and inshallah by the grace of God we will win. He is someone now who I feel will just relish that opportunity. Mo Salah's sensational season is in the record books forever. I'm really excited to see whether he can hit these numbers again because the numbers he's at this season are, I think they're unique I, and I think he's having the, the, the season of a lifetime. I don't want to say I doubt it but I'd be surprised if he had the same numbers year in year out. Will he get 40 goals next season? Probably not. If he does, fantastic. But, you know, people will try to work him out. He has to evolve now. He has to learn something a bit different. But if he wants to become a great, like the the Messi's, like the Ronaldo's, people are expecting to get at least 20 next year, and that's that's what how he has to keep on going. Now, if he wants to become a great at Liverpool and um, a great across the world, that's what he's going to have to be doing. This guy, all of a sudden... Um, I think is genuinely in the conversation to be the first African winner of the Ballon d'Or since George Weah. When will this fairy tale story end? How will it end? Will it continue at the World Cup stage? Every Egyptian will want it to continue. I just hope he sees Liverpool as a as a final destination and not a, a stepping stone to to one of the you know the Spanish giants. If he's going to leave Liverpool, he's going to go to a, a Spanish team, obviously, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be the superstar there. He'll be fighting for that superstar position. He's got that at Liverpool. For me, he's, I think he loves Liverpool. Liverpool love him. You know, the fans love him and everything. And hopefully he's, a, he's there for many, many years. There are not ten better places in the world of football than Liverpool, huh? If you go for the weather, then maybe Spain is a good idea. If you go, I don't know, if you want to see the, the, the Eiffel Turm, then you have to go to Paris. My thought is that he um, loves it here. And um, I'm as sure as I can be that he wants to stay here. The way I look at it, you get your really, really good footballers. And then you get five or six players that are on a different planet. And I think Mo's having one of them seasons now where he deserves to be in that, you know, that elite five or six top players. It's the start of greatness, and I think if he stays about, I think he's got it in him to become a, a great. Rebels since on the warpath and their target humans. The new Channel 4 series continues Thursday at 9. Catch up on all four.